Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. I am Travis. And I'm Brandon. And welcome to a very special episode of Apathetic Enthusiasm. Very special. Yes, it's so special. So special. So special, we are not releasing it on a Tuesday. This is almost a D-special. D-special. Hey. Hey. Hey, now. hey uh, for, for those of you who have not heard of the D-specialized editions of Star Wars, uh, this is a fan-created edit uh, that takes the original content from the original Star Wars film, uh, and now, actually, the original trilogy, and a guy named Harmy, as he's known online, uh, uh, takes makes a, an HD version of that original cut of the film. Uh, and so, why we are here is we had the chance to talk to him for a little bit. We had a chance to talk to him, and we talked to him along with our fellow Geekator, Chris. Yes, uh, editor-in-chief of Geekade, if you will. Uh, right. as, as well as host on Stone Age Gamer podcast. Yep. Uh, he's on this week's episode. Uh, he's, he's, all, he's all over the place. But he, he actually was the one that made this happen and, uh, and got us in, in contact with Harmy. And so we all, we all got onto Skype, the, the old meeting grounds. Uh, the, the intercontinental <laughs> uh, connector of, of, of podcasters everywhere. Um, and, we, and, we, and we talked for almost an hour uh, yeah. about, about how... He created the how he did did the special edition um, and about other Star Wars stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was it's it's really great get, getting to talk to him, kind of find out what inspired the project, uh, how he got started, and and sort of the the things that he's had to do along the way. Um, we talk about uh, his, his general idea about Star Wars and, and Star Wars at large. It, um, it's all it's all together impressive, and we are proud to present to you. The interview with Harmy, Here it is. creator of the Despecialized Star Wars trilogy. And, and, and with us today, we have have a very special guest uh, joining us via Skype. Is is Harmy, who is the uh, creator of the Star Wars Despecialized editions? Harmy, thank you for joining us today. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, happy to be <laughs> happy, very happy to have you. Uh, so, 
your your despecialized editions uh they've they've been in the news a little bit lately uh a lot of websites have have featured uh the release of your uh return of the jedi edition um and we thought this would be a great time to sit down with you and maybe ask you a few questions about the project and just sort of how everything uh came to be so are you, you ready to get started totally uh, all right, so I think Brandon, we're gonna, gonna give you the first question. Oh, oh man! <laughs> if, uh, if you're ready, do you have questions? I, I do. Okay, <laughs> so, I'm totally on the spot here, but uh, no, hey, <laughs> I re- I completely appreciate you you uh, taking the time out to do this to do this with us. Um, so what I one of my first question really is, um, you know, how did you first uh, how did you first get started in like the video restoration production aspects of, of this? Um, did you did you go to school for it, or is it just uh, you know it's just something you've picked up on the side? No, I'm, I'm completely self-taught. Uh, I actually uh, started this as a hobby, um, and I, I started with really small steps. I mean, already in like high school, I was playing around with Photoshop, um, and and then um, when I when I was in college uh, studying uh, English uh, teaching teaching English as a second language. Uh, uh, I, I saw Star Wars in HD, and, uh, and that was something amazing for me. I mean, I was just getting into HD, and I, I downloaded these uh, HD TV captures. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, they were the special editions, and uh, at that time, I already had the uh, original version DVDs. So I, my first attempt was just a crew, just cut the HD version together with those DVDs, uh, and get rid of get rid of the uh, like the most uh, offensive changes. <laughs> so so egregious. Was, so was that like your first like that was what sparked the idea? Basically, is just like you saw the HD version, and then yeah. you just you just wanted to bring the original up to like a an improved quality or. Actually, at, the, at that time, I was already uh, a member of the OriginalTrilogy.com community. Okay. Uh, yeah. And there were some other guys doing stuff like this, even before the uh, 2006 uh, uh, bonus DVD came out, which uh, contained the original version in bad quality, but still the original version. Right. Glorious uh, laser but, disc quality. <laughs> yeah, and even before that, people were doing like laser, laser discs, reservations and uh, so uh, so I was already into uh, or a part of that community uh, and then I don't know if you've ever heard of 81 no, uh, no I'm not familiar sorry so yeah he's a he's uh, actually one of the most famous uh, Star Wars fan editors uh, and he created uh, so-called Star Wars revisited oh. um, okay where he uh, actually, it's like uh, the special editions as they should have been, like keeping the original story, hand shoots first, and everything, like uh, getting rid of some of the bad changes, like uh, digital dinosaur covering this <laughs> five five seconds and stuff like that. Uh, but actually, improving a lot of stuff that uh, the special editions kept uh, untouched. Yeah, interesting. Because one of the, one of the, uh, I'm, I'm kind of getting a little bit of topic, so uh, bear with me here. Uh, but one of the problems, actually, with the special editions is how uh, uneven they are. 
like you you have these all these uh in your face cgi additions yeah. but then you have effects that would actually need fixing for a special edition release that are just kept uh as they were uh so he he did this uh and to get back to the uh to the original topic, he also made uh, a sort of despecialized uh, version of The Empire Strikes Back, uh, where he did basically what I did with Despecialized. Uh, he called it the theatrical version reconstruction. For uh, And this was in 2010 for the movie's uh, anniversary. And, uh, uh, and he did... Uh, he did uh, this version only in standard definition, only DVD resolution. Uh, so, and I, I, I was, uh, I was pleading with him to release it in HD, and he said he did the whole thing in SD. It's uh, completed. He's not gonna release it in HD. But if, and if I want it in HD, uh, why don't I do it myself? Uh, so I had <laughs> it and did. Well, I, I gotta say, I, I just, I just watch. Uh... Uh, episode four, your your despecialized version, and it looks fantastic. Uh, if if anyone hasn't seen it, uh, I mean, you did a tremendous job. So I, I want to say that off the top. Uh, what has? Thank you. Uh, I I will say that actually at this point, uh, episode four uh, or Star Wars is like I I like to call it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, uh, is uh, is probably the worst one of the despecialized editions because at Currently, it's the oldest one. Uh, so um, since then, I've made a newer version of The Empire Strikes Back uh, and Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi uses completely uh, HD sources. Uh, all the all the replacement shots were sourced from uh, a 4K scan of a 35 millimeter print. Oh wow! Oh, wow! Awesome! awesome. Yes. So uh, uh, and it's also completely despecialized. There's there's nothing left of the special edition in there except for like two screen wipes uh, that were, however, done optically in 1997 and look almost identical to uh, the original ones. Okay, awesome. That's good to hear because I, I, in my opinion, the the Return of the Jedi is the one that got the worst shaft in the special editions because that that yeah, musical okay. number is unwatchable. <laughs> yeah, it it actually has the least amount of changes. But it has some of the worst ones. The ones that are there, like, man, yeah. Jedi rocks. Like, it makes me physically ill to watch that scene. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm just terrible. uncomfortable when it's on. Ugh. Uh, that, that brings up a good question. Uh, what has the fan reaction been for the Despecialized Editions? Like, uh, what kind of feedback have you gotten from uh, the community on the on the message boards and, and the groups that you're a part of and just in general like uh, Is there a lot of positive reaction for these? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm gonna say it's overwhelmingly positive. There is some negative uh, One uh, there people will always find some problems, which is uh, Which is actually okay because it helps me uh, improve things in uh, in future versions uh, but sometimes, uh, you know, you're on the internet. Uh, you have to get you have to get used to the social media mayhem. <laughs> so <laughs> people are sometimes quite rude on the <laughs> on the internet. Uh, so I, I really appreciate feedback, but just as long as it's worded, you know, <laughs> appropriately. <laughs> yeah, or like 
kindly at least you <laughs> yes, know exactly <laughs> constructive criticism is good so yeah, long as it's, it's not like, insulting uh, I, 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 and, you know, on, on Facebook, there will be people who will say, like, this looks disgusting. <laughs> okay, whatever. I, I, was going, I, was, I was going through your, your, uh, the images, uh, the, the breakdown images on your Google Drive um, with, you know, uh, the, the difference between the, the Blu-ray, uh, the Gout edition, right, and then version 1 oh. and then uh, 2.5. Um, and, uh, and on some of those, there were the comments on the side. They're like, "Why? Why yeah. did you keep that change in there?" Right? Uh, the I think one of the the biggest ones is uh, the the hair, the hair that was transferred, right? Uh, and and there are a lot of people I, who are like, well, "Why do you include this in the image?" Like, like this yeah, is one yeah, of the things. Yeah, that there would, is. A, yeah, there was this whole debate, and uh, of course, like the the goal of the, the specialized editions yeah. is to get as close as possible to the original version, warts and all. Exactly. Uh, some people don't seem to quite get that. They they think this is some sort of an attempt to get an ideal version. Uh, for me, the original version is the ideal version. Right. Uh, but uh, the but I understand some people like some of the changes, and uh, that's fine. And I think uh, there's space for alternate versions of movies to exist. Like on on other with other movies, you you get three different versions when you buy the Blu-ray. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so I can, uh, I, I don't mind the special editions in, uh, terms of their existence. Uh, I just, uh, I'm just not happy that they're the only version that, uh, you can buy officially. Um, and I can totally understand some people uh, liking some of the changes. The problem is that, uh, a hundred people will like a hundred different changes. So there is no ideal version. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. <laughs> yeah, well said. Yeah, so uh, so uh, you have to set a clear guideline, and the clear guideline is as close as possible to the original. Uh, and if uh, if there was a mistake in the original and it was fixed for the special edition, I'm going to unfix it. Uh, with the exception, uh, which is going out of the window now that I have 35mm sources for everything. Yeah. But before, I made the exception where... In order to uh, undo some uh, some very minor change that you really could only see when like comparing frame by frame, uh, if I would have to lower the quality a lot, I would just keep the special edition version if the change was really small. Uh, now I'm I'm gonna go and remove all the changes that I can find. Excellent, glorious. Uh, yeah, you know, when when I was first looking through there and 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 seeing some of the the, the specific frame by frame changes that that you made, you know, my admittedly my first thought was like, oh, this was maybe the special edition was a was a, a change for the better, right? But then I was then I stopped. In some cases, but and then you I should say, no. yeah. But then I stopped and I was like, okay, you know what? But the intent isn't to to make it better; it's to get it as close to the original as possible. And get it yeah. to to the uh, you know the 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 art. Art is yeah, imperfection. About, exactly. It's, uh, it's about uh, preserving the the experience of watching the original, uh, because uh, because a lot of those mistakes or, or you could say or faults or problems like mat lines or you know mm -hmm. slight misadjustments of uh, things being composited optically, uh, they are part of the. Uh, 
of the limitations of the original effects. Uh, and those limitations are actually fascinating because today it all seems so easy. You just, you know, click here, click there on the computer and everything comes together. It's actually, you know, having the experience of doing that kind of work, it's still not quite that easy on a computer, but it's hell of a lot easier than it used to be with optical compositing. Well, um, I, I think you get a better appreciation for how difficult yeah. some of those effects were at the time when you see mm. how well they executed some of those things using miniatures and using, you know, matte paintings and things like that. Um, that you kind of lose when that gets, you know, re, exactly. re, re you just have to. Sometimes you just have to wonder, especially like the, the space battle in Return of the Jedi, you just have to wonder how they did this without computers. Yeah. <laughs> like, or yeah, computer it's astonishing. Yeah. And um, it's historically important, you know? Like, it's, it's, I'm, I'm a huge video game guy, and retro video games are like a, a, extreme importance to me. And it's not like anyone, anyone who's in, in, interested in, in old video games goes back and looks at an Atari game and says, oh my god, this is so ugly, why doesn't this have Xbox graphics? It's, yeah, it's because it's history, you know? This is, this is a product of its time. And the original Star Wars is the exact same situation, that it is important. That movie was very important, and seeing it in exactly the way it was originally presented is important. It, and I'm staying with the, with the video game simile. There are, I know I, uh, there are some uh, you know, recreations of old video games in, uh, in better graphics. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's fine. You know, that's the same. Like, if you can play the original video game, uh, why not? Like, I would. Uh, I heard that they were going to uh, maybe redo the old Metal Gear video games yeah, that's right. with mm -hmm. the current graphics. I would love to play that because I, I, you know, I used to play uh, play that video game on on uh, PlayStation One, and mm -hmm. today the graphics are just terrible. At the time, they, they just <laughs> seemed so good but on on a hd display they just look horrible yeah they do uh, and uh so i would love to to be able to uh replay that game in better graphics but i can at the same time i can just start up my ps1 and play the old game if i want to yeah so. and it's important for that I mean, just that that's a great analog with the the metal gear solid because that game that game did things that games never did before, similar to yeah. the way Star Wars did things films never did before. And having an upgraded version, like they did one for the GameCube, Metal Gear Solid The Twin Snakes, which was running on the Metal Gear Solid 2 engine, made the game a lot prettier, and and having that is wonderful. But there's also that historical value of going back and saying, look at what these crazy people did. Yeah. Look what they squeezed out of this game system. <laughs> Yeah, and it's 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 incredible. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, yeah. speaking of those uh, of the historical importance of those effects, I've actually seen many articles. Uh, usually, they were like about ILM in general, uh, and they showed examples from when they showed like examples from Star Wars in articles and videos. They would show the 1997 CGI stuff. You know, and they were talking uh, about the original, uh, the original models and stuff, and they would show the the CGI. So it's like uh, they they are trying to change history, uh, and they're they're very actively trying. Like they're uh, 
I, I'm, I'm hoping the, the situation's gonna change now that Disney's at the helm, although it's been so for like two or three years and uh, so far we didn't get anything, but hopefully, uh, hopefully in time when they need to uh, get the hype up again, they will come out with the original versions. I feel like it's got to be coming because, I mean, look at how much emphasis they placed on the fact that they used as many practical effects as they could yes. in The Force Awakens. Like, they were beating us over the head with that. Disney mm -hmm. buys Star Wars, and all of a sudden, any Star Wars marketing is all original trilogy. It's all Vader and, and, yeah. and Han. I feel like they're really pushing things in that direction, and they they seem to be very appreciative of Star Wars fans and the stuff that in the Star Wars universe that has clear and obvious longevity. Whereas I, I don't feel like the prequels, when the kids that enjoyed episode one grow up and look back on it, they're going to be like us looking at Thundercats, you know? Like, mm -hmm. oh, that's actually not really all that good, but it was so cool in my imagination. Whereas yeah. we who grew up on the original trilogy look back on that and like, I want to show this to my kids because this is still amazing. And, mm -hmm. um, I feel like they're, Disney really appreciates that because they paid a lot of money for this brand. And yeah. if they think that they can make money off of re-releasing the original versions, no matter what deal they have to come up with 20th Century Fox for the first one or whatever, I think they'll, yeah. I think they'll do it. I, I, have, I have faith in, in uh, the House of Mouse, as it were. Yeah, yeah I hope so. Uh, because, uh, you know, however good these fan restorations get, uh, uh, a, they will never be as good as what they could get from the original negatives and all the materials they have in their in their vaults. Yep. Uh, and B, uh, th this needs a wide release. Everybody needs to be able to just go to to a shop and buy the original Star Wars. Uh, it's uh, it's um, culturally important, you know. Yeah. You so I really I really hope they will. They will release it eventually. I, I hear there are some, there are still some uh, copyright complications with Fox, and uh, so I guess they need to get those resolved first. But hopefully they'll release it. Yeah, you eventually. know, those those would be huge if if they re-released re, re them uh, in in that original form, right? Like, because I saw the uh, A New Hope. Star Wars for for you, <laughs> um, in the in the theater when it was re released, right? And I was just I was stoked. I was like, yeah, cool. Let's let's hit this up. Um, and and it wasn't until a couple of years later that I realized all this this the subtle changes that they had added, right? Like um, obviously there were the glaring ones like uh, Han not shooting first and that that awful looking Jabba character. Oh God. Uh, oh. But you know. Uh, uh, some of the, the the smaller stuff too that you know you've uh, obviously corrected here for your despecialized editions. Um, I mean, what I'll, I'll say the Cantina or uh, Moss Eisley, right? Going in mm. into the port, all those CGI characters right there, making it super crowded. Um, you know, and that uh, going into that a little bit further, how difficult that must have been to take those characters out and replace it with some of the original footage, right? Yeah, especially uh, especially at first when I only had the uh, crappy DVD transfers. Uh, <laughs> so I, I basically uh, a lot of the time I would actually like create in Photoshop, uh, create a, a background image without the the digital characters in it, and, uh, and 
sort of paint them out frame by frame. Uh, other t at other times when there was a lot of movement, I would just use that small section from the DVD. Uh, and yeah, it all took a lot of time. Uh, now I, uh, I have access to some, some of those 35 millimeter sources. Uh, although uh, I, I'm guessing you probably saw my uh, video that I have on YouTube yes. about how I, how I did this. Uh, and you can see that uh, the 35 millimeter prints, while they are HD scans or even above some, I, I do have a 4K scan of uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Uh, the, the prints are not in a great condition. They are scratchy and dusty and uh, and actually the resolution, because the, the Blu-ray was uh, made from uh, the original negatives, uh, the, the, the resolution on those prints is nowhere near as good as uh, the Blu-ray. Or well, they, it's not as good as the Blu-ray. It's near, but not as good. So it needs, uh, it needs, uh, still needs a lot of uh, cleanup and en enhancement and getting the colors to match. And uh, it's still a lot of work, but uh, it's a different kind of work now than when I started with the DVDs as a source. Yeah. Uh, are, are, there, are there more difficult scenes to, to work on? Uh, have there been more difficult scenes than others to, to work on uh, in, in any of the films? Uh, yeah, definitely. Like there, uh, and it's interesting. Like when you go through the gallery, some of the shots you think were quite difficult were actually quite easy. It all depends. It usually all depends on how much movement there is, uh, because you have to match the movement. And gotcha. uh, so, like for example, one of the most difficult shots uh, that I had to do was the shot where uh, R two and three PO are hiding from the stormtroopers, and the stormtroopers are looking for them in that alley in Mos Eisley. Uh, and they added this, uh, they the added CG this little do back head? Uh, no, oh, no, 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 okay, yeah. This little floating droid to the scene. <laughs> and because that droid doesn't, isn't, uh, like the, the do back, for example, that was stationary, so it was much easier to just replace that part of the frame. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas this droid flies through the whole frame, <laughs> Uh, so, Making so, loud so, noises the whole time. Yeah, the the, the audio is a, is a completely different, uh, separate issue though. I'm not. I, I actually don't do the audio restorations. Uh, someone else does them, uh, and uh, you can you can actually get the original soundtracks from Laserdisc in uh, lossless PCM audio. Mm. Oh, uh, but they still they they still needed restoration, and uh, this guy who. Who, who calls himself Harry Han online. Hmm. Uh, he's like a professional uh, sound engineer. Uh, and he did, he actually uh, used the Dolby Pro Logic to upmix those to 5.1 and uh, recreated the, uh, the original surround mixes that way. Uh, so I, I, <laughs> I basically just cut the video to make, uh, in a way, to make sure that it fits uh, fra frame for frame with the video of the original version. Mm. Uh, and then I can just add any audio that is already synced to that uh, original version DVD. Nice. All right. I'm awesome. sorry to, to get break away from your point. You were in the middle of explaining, removing that, uh, that yeah, floaty so, droid so, thing. So that droid flies through the whole shot and it flies in front of things. It flies, flies behind things. 
so it's it was extremely difficult to remove it without introducing like warping to the background and uh, and then it, it flies in front of uh, some moving characters so those had to be replaced with the DVD but like the background I would just replace with uh, with an HD uh, matte recreated in Photoshop and uh, so that that took a lot of effort to get right and i can still see some little problems in there that no one will probably ever notice but i see them that, that's <laughs> a, that's really, a problem as an artist anytime is you yeah. you always see all the little problems even when other yeah. people don't recognize it so and, and yeah, i guess I that's why i guess that that's why uh, you know i can understand the motivation behind george lucas wanting to make the special editions uh, and the thing is, no one's uh, no one's saying he shouldn't. He just should release the original versions as well. Um, yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good point. Uh, I, I do have a question about all of the changes that George Lucas has introduced. Uh, in your in your personal opinion, uh, what do you think was like the worst change made to one of the movies? Like maybe something that just like it was like it was like maybe the first thing you're like i gotta get rid of this or or something that you just uh that really just sticks out as your your um, least favorite yeah well uh the uh i i think my least favorite change uh of all is probably the um anakin ghost oh, in yeah. return of Jedi. definitely okay <laughs> and like for to be to be honest, like hand shooting first, I don't like. But if I if I could, uh, but there are other changes that if I could choose to watch, like I I would love to watch Star Wars in the cinema. Mm -hmm. uh, and if I if I could only choose like three changes, now if it was if I knew it was the special edition, and I could only choose like three changes that I would want removed. Uh, actually, hand shooting first would not be one of them, because I can just close my eyes for three seconds and it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, and I can like pretend like that, that didn't happen, or even in my mind, I just know he shot first. You know, it's. Uh... But but there are so, just some visual changes that I find worse. Uh, in in the sense of me watching the movie because i know the movie so i know han shoots first you know it's not mm -hmm. that uh, it doesn't visually irk me to see that it's just uh changes the story so that's it's a really bad change from a philosophical point of view uh, but for me as a as a multiple times viewer like the the digital dinosaurs and mm -hmm. uh some of the other, you know, CGI stuff is worse for me personally. But but to get back to that, uh, uh, actually, like the the Anakin ghost change would be in the same vein of changing the story more than like being visually offensive. Uh, but uh, but to me, the problem with that is it reminds me of the prequels, <laughs> and, yeah. and I I don't hate the prequels. I just don't like them, uh, and when I when I'm watching some of my favorite films of all time, uh, I don't I don't want to be reminded that they are associated with those mediocre films that I don't count uh, as part of the same experience. 
Yeah, yeah so, that's a really good point. Yeah, I, I always find it odd that Yoda and Obi-Wan seem to be in their older state, like where how they looked yeah. when they actually died. <laughs> and then yeah. in the special edition, you have young Anakin back in there. And it's like, what? Did he just get yeah. to skip <laughs> aging for a long time? Or? Yeah, the, the supposed logic behind it is like, you know, he, he died when he became Darth Vader. Boo! Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... The big problem with that is he actually, you know, he actually came back to the light side before he died. He died so as Anakin Skywalker. Died, he already Here was he. back to being Anakin, and therefore, it what? should be the. But but then the but the argument is, uh, especially with some of the stuff I've, you know, some of the rumors that they've I've read about stuff that they wanted to have in. Uh, the Force Awakens was that they mm. wanted a an Anna, a dark Anakin and a light Anakin ghost mm. on both sides. So so the argument then is well he wasn't entirely light side at that point. Yeah. Just yeah. throw that out there. <laughs> you know what I'm wondering about this is like uh, you know what Michael Arndt was uh, writing the script yeah. uh, and they then J.J. Uh, Abrams uh, took over from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Lawrence Kasdan, which is uh, which I thought was amazing because he wrote he wrote The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, so, uh, but I, I'm wondering if maybe Michael Arndt wanted to put some prequel stuff in there, uh, and J.J. Yeah. Abrams said no. <laughs> I don't want any prequel crap in my movie. <laughs> in fact, let's blow up Coruscant just just to rub a little salt in the wound there. <laughs> Here's the prequels. Uh, spo spoilers in case anybody didn't watch The Force Awakens. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I don't know if you if you want to talk The Force <laughs> Force Awakens. Um, it's like I, I put out my uh, review of it on YouTube. Uh, I I thought it was good, but I, I just thought it was a carbon copy of the original Star Wars in terms of story. Yeah, Chris. Uh, Chris had a question about that. I think uh, I did actually, but it it seems that you've more or less addressed it by by saying carbon copy. I was, I was, um, I I I watched the heck out of your review of it, and I was really happy with it because I could see how happy it made you, and it mm. made the movie made me really happy to watch it too. Yeah, and I did yeah, I feel that it. Oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> I got to see it three. Um, yeah, it, it 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 made me very very happy to watch that movie because it it felt like watching Star Wars, which is something yes. I did get out of the prequels like at all, yeah. and um, and it made me super happy to see like there's going to be new Star Wars. Like my son's going to be old enough to see the third one of these new movies in the theater, and yeah. that makes me insanely happy. But I, I I saw a lot of people online, and and not you in specifically, but there were a lot of folks online that clearly had either not seen it or just jumping on the this is something everyone likes i'm going to hate it because it's the internet yeah. calling it a flat out remake and i thought that remake wasn't the right word because it relies so much on the original trilogy existing you know like these characters are mirroring those characters and it is extremely uh, carbon copying but, but i guess this, it depends on uh, like what what, what do you consider a remake? I called it a remake as well. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, in uh, in remakes, they don't remake the original film scene for scene, uh, line for line. They just, you know, take the general idea 
uh, maybe change up the characters a little bit, like make yeah. a male character a female character or something, which is exactly what they did here. So yeah. in a way, it very much is a remake, but it's a very good remake, at least. Like yeah. it's, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it, but... Yeah, I think the 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 line that I drew on the remake thing was, I mean, obviously besides the people that didn't put any thought into it, and I really I appreciated your argument for calling it that, and it was very well thought out. I think the only the only line that I drew with it, with just using that specific word for it, was that, like for example, Darth Vader had to have existed. So like, yeah. it is literally relying on the mythology of the previous movies. So it is a retread, definitely, but. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't know. I, fe I felt like I felt like remake was the wrong word. And obviously, like this was right in the heat of right after the movie came out. Yeah. I was so angry at everyone for, for calling it that. But I, I've really just kind of put it behind me because, like, I think somebody posted this uh, meme online of um, the beginning of Jurassic Park where uh, Nedry is pointing at that guy and saying, "Dawson, we got Dawson here." See, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just him saying, "This guy thinks Episode Seven's a remake of the original Star Wars." See, nobody cares. <laughs> Because <laughs> really, what difference does it make in the end? Like, I uh, granted, I would have liked to see a little bit more originality in it. But yeah, when exactly. they did like, what they did, what, so right, I can't be mad at them for it. Makes to me, like to me, it's a, uh, it's a, it was a great movie. I enjoyed it, but it was disappointing to me because it was unoriginal. I, I really wanted to see a new Star Wars story, you know. So I'm hoping I think that this was eight and nine are are more original. Do, do you think? I, I, do you think that bringing on uh, Kasdan to do some of the script rewrites? Do you, Do you think bringing him in, knowing that Disney wanted to kind of uh, go back to that, uh, that nostalgia of of Star Wars? Uh, do you think having him do the rewrites pushed it more towards that remake territory? Uh, I don't think so. Like, uh, what I think, uh, Kasdan's. Uh, because one of my other complaints uh, was that it basically nullifies uh, what happened in Return of the Jedi. Right, yeah. Uh, and I think that's Kasdan's work, because he wasn't happy with the story in Return of the Jedi. Uh, <laughs> and I, I think he wanted to nullify it in a, in a way. Uh, but I think they mostly had him there for dialogue. He's like really great with writing dialogue. Uh, and he knows these characters, uh, so I think the the basic story was already set in stone when he was when he got involved. I think a lot of the decisions to make that movie f so much, I I mean, I, and definitely to an extent, really really treading close to the retread stuff. There was I think it was just brand preservation. Like yeah. they uh, just needed they needed to make it as broadly appealing and comfortable as possible for audiences. And I, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a tough pill to swallow, but when the rest of it was just so damn enjoyable, I, I, I can't even be mad at them for it. And, uh, you know, I've, I've read some reviews since then, and, uh, and there are some other legitimate criticisms, but it's still, it was so enjoyable that <laughs> I didn't even realize those problems when I saw it five times, until I read about them. So, 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 so here, here's a here's... it could be it could be a bit of phantom menacing, uh, because I don't know uh, if you if you recall when Phantom Menace first came out, there were so many people saying it's it's amazing because they wanted to believe it. They just so that... wanted 
That was me, by the way. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> I was, well, all well, three I was, of the prequels. I was actually quite young at the time. So, yeah, me too. I loved it. But <laughs> I defended those movies for so many years, and I've, I have since come to my senses. I, I personally find Phantom Menace to be the most watchable of the three. Ew. Uh, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, Ew. I, I, <laughs> Interview's over. <laughs> <laughs> to, <laughs> to me, episode three is the worst one. Yeah, I, it's, I, I got to go with two. Two just two makes me really uncomfortable. There's just a right. lot of Hayden Christianing all over that movie. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, like episode one, it's got it, for all its stupidity. I enjoy the pod race. Uh, doesn't make a lot of sense where it is. It's really long, yeah. but it's neat yeah. to look at. I love Darth Maul. I can't believe they killed that character off. He's not, he's not, um, he's not dead. And Liam Neeson is a freaking Jedi. Like, how do you? Yeah. It's, it's, that's just fun to watch. And there's a lot it of stupid. Some, and Jar Jar is it, it, awful. It but, has some good points. Yeah. And it has some practical effects in it too. At least the original release did. And it like the the second and third ones were just dripping with CG. Just it was smeared yeah. all over the screen. And now you look at them, and they're just they're so ugly by comparison. <laughs> they're just yeah. Really actually, at least Phantom Menace, if if nothing else, is the most watchable one visually. Yeah, it was shot on film. It had a lot of practical effects still, yeah. and uh, models and and stuff. So, yeah, like visually, it's definitely best of the people. Anytime you want to try your hand at pulling all the effects out of those movies, by all <laughs> means, go for it. We we have your back a hundred percent. Oh my god, there you may only have like a five minute but... movie or something left with it, but you know whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> there's actually there's actually a guy working on that. Oh, awesome. <laughs> well, really? not, not on, on uh, put, pulling out all the CG out of it, but making it look more like film. Really? And he's, yeah, he's doing a very good job from the samples he he posted so far. I would be fascinated to see that. Yeah. Uh, and that actually brings up a thought I have uh, for you. So, all right, you got the despecialized editions, right? You, and obviously, there'll be more and more versions of these as uh, as you pull stuff out. Uh, are there any other movies you plan on doing, or, or have like an idea of what you want to do? Like God, you want to do the Godfather? <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah, that's, pull out all the CG they yeah, added yeah. to the Godfather. So much CG in Godfather, yeah. And Sonny gets killed in the recent Blu-ray release. CGI all over it. No, but. <laughs> um, well, uh, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to do it, but uh, another hot candidate for this is uh, another Lucas's film, uh, THX 1138. Nice. The Wookiees. Uh, which also had a lot of CGI changes done to it, and it never came out, not even on DVD in the original version. So the best, best quality currently is like Laserdisc rips. Oh, I didn't even know they changed that movie around. I haven't seen yeah. it in forever, so. I just know oh, it sounds I've good. I've never seen it because I, I, I refuse to my first experience of that movie to be the CGI version. So I'm waiting. I'm actually waiting for someone else to do uh, a despecialized version of that movie huh. so I can watch it. Has anybody taken the uh, walkie-talkies out of E.T. yet? Has that happened? Uh, yeah, Spielberg did. Uh, <laughs> oh, he did. That's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the Blu-ray the Blu-ray version of ET is actually the original version, and he didn't. Oh, even, thank God. 
Yeah, he didn't even include the uh, walkie-talkie version uh, on Blu-ray. Oh, that makes me so happy. I, I, I actually avoided it because I just assumed it was just like no. Star Wars. And I was like, oh, man, I don't want to do that. But it's that the original it just, one. It's beautiful. It's a great transfer, too. It looks great. Warms my heart. Uh, Harmy, I I wanted to ask you a question um, about we we talk about Lucasfilm and Disney owning the the, uh, rights to Star Wars now, but and with the popularity of the despecialized edition have they ever reached out to you or ever like contacted you about the movies or about your project? No, No. Um, and I'm happy they didn't because I (laughs) I doubt they they would be contacted me to congratulate me. Uh, (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) <laughs> on the effort uh, no but I think they're uh, quietly tolerating it it's like there are tons of fan edits of Star Wars uh, like the Phantom edit you know you have the, the prequel edits and uh, yeah. there are tons of other Star Wars preservations and they, they always sort of turn the blind, blind eye to it I think in part because they know that A it keeps the fans happy and they want to keep the fans happy and Keep buying their stuff, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, no, that's a really good point. And and, I, and you also, uh, you're pretty. And I, I I actually had a lot of people tell me that like this, uh, like seeing the specialized sort of revitalized their uh, uh, their love for for Star Wars. And I bet they went out and bought some action figures. So you know. <laughs> yeah, it all works out. It, yeah, it, it evens another, out. And another thing is is that even with it being so popular. Uh, it's still it's still within a fairly small community of hardcore fans who uh, not only are a relatively small group but they also already have all the releases they could buy <laughs> so they're not really losing any money over it you know so why yeah. why anger the the fan base when they're only they only have something to gain that's my take on it anyway. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so, and then one other thing is you, you emphasize quite a bit that these, these versions should never like be bought or sold. These are fan yeah. edits. They're, they're really for people that already own the Blu-ray versions yeah. of the movies. Um, do you want to speak on that at all or just kind of explain everything um, behind that? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's sort of, well, it's a written, it's not an unwritten rule. It's a written rule, but it's, uh, we, there is no way for us to enforce it, of course. Uh, but the rule is that if you want to download the despecialized edition, uh, you have to own the uh, the Star Wars movies in high definition, either through Blu-ray or through uh, the digital downloads. Uh, I mean, the official ones like on iTunes and Hulu or whatever. Yeah, the right. official ones. <laughs> uh, so, uh, in other words, you you you. If if you want uh, if you want to download these, you should compensate the copyright owner by buying what they put out uh, in the same quality. Got right? it. So like the deep, a lot of people are asking like, is it enough if I have the DVDs? Uh, and no, it's not because uh, the high definition presents uh, represents a value added to those uh, to the purchase. So, like, if you uh, if you already have the DVD, uh, and the the only reason to buy the Blu-ray is to get the same movie in HD. Uh, so the same way, uh, the only if you already have the original 
uh, original versions on DVD, the only the only reason to download the specialized is to get uh, the original versions uh, in HD. So at the same time, you should also buy them in HD. That is a terrific point. I, I agree with you 100%. That well, and you so. get the sweet box with all the cool little <laughs> booklet stuff, which of course is going to be useless when they start churning out the Blu-rays for, for the next three movies. But I first I will, want I will, the Blu-rays for enough. the bonus materials. <laughs> yeah, they, exactly. they, they did have some great bonus stuff there, so... I love the packaging for the the individual Blu-rays. Like, have you seen those the steel the steelbook ones? Oh, They're yeah, just gorgeous. Mm. Oh, I just uh, wanted to buy actually, them for the box. I actually boxes. made a video. If you if you look at my YouTube channel, I actually made a video about those uh, about those steelbooks. We will have to check. Very pretty. Uh, so, Harmy, is is this the end of the project? Do you have more things that you have coming out that you're working on? What's what's the future of the despecialized editions look like? Uh, well, currently, uh, I, I just released uh, version 2.5 of Return of the Jedi. Uh, the thing is, with those versions, is like as I make them, I, I keep learning new tricks and new things in uh, in After Effects and in those edit editing programs. Uh, so, so every time I finish one version, I've learned so much that I can just start over and do better next time. Awesome. Uh, so I, I sort of stopped saying this is the final version because I know it probably isn't. You're, you're not going uh, all Lucas on us, are you? You're just going to keep keep making new versions all the time. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm messing with you. No, it's a, in a way, uh, but, you know, it's not... The, the, the thing is, it's not about uh, getting a better... Uh, like a better version in terms of a better movie is just... A better version in terms of being actually closer to the original in in high definition quality uh, and uh, now there was uh, there are 35 millimeter preservations of all three films awesome uh, so uh, so far all the, the specialized editions were 720p because it was sort of the a midpoint between the standard definition sources I had and the 1080p HD sources. Uh, but now, because I, I have 1080p HD sources for uh, the original shots as well, I, I'm planning on making the next version uh, 1080p. Ooh, that is fantastic. We will look forward to that. Um, yeah, so that should be, that should, should be version 3.0, and it should also be completely despecialized now with all, all of the changes removed in high definition. So hopefully that could be the final version, but I, I know that there will be some better source or um, I will learn some new skills or something and I, I'll, I'll want to redo, <laughs> redo them again, probably. Nice. Uh, well, well, Harmy, well, we're, we're getting ready to wrap up here, but I just want to ask around the, the Skype chat, if you will, uh, make sure everybody gets everything out that they want to ask you while we have you on the line. So, so uh, Chris, Chris, do you have anything else you want to say or? I do, I have a couple of quick ones. Um, uh, first things first, I just wanted to uh, extend an emphatic thank you to you for doing what you did. Um, my niece, uh, my son's only two, so he's not really old enough for Star Wars yet. Not that he doesn't already have t-shirts and stuff, because he does. Uh, <laughs> but um, uh, my niece is, uh, is uh, seven, and I wanted to show her Star Wars. And 
I wouldn't have done it if I didn't find out about your despecialized edition because uh, I didn't want to show her the special editions first. I didn't want a, a kid to grow up seeing Han Solo not shoot first or uh, that that hideous grotesque creature that is that Jabba the Hutt slug in the special edition, even though it is prettier now. But um, I, I, I showing her that was incredible. And it was also really cool because my mom watched it with us when we all watched it together. And she hadn't seen anything since like the 90s version, the, the, the special editions. And seeing the original one all bumped up in HD was just it was an incredible experience to share with my niece, and now she wants to see right. Empire and Jedi, so we're going to do that in time. Yeah, actually, um, uh, actually, being able to show these to my little brother was one of my uh, motivations behind doing them. So. And, and that's, that's, that's spectacular. So, I mean, I know, I know a couple of my friends who showed them, uh, showed this stuff to their kids. Uh, my friend Brian, uh, showed, uh, his, his kids, the despecialized editions. And he, he took film of, a, a, of a, some video of his kids seeing the Darth Vader reveal for the first time. And it was all adorable and, and great. Uh, so, so just a genuine thank you for doing this since, uh, oh, yeah. the studios won't. It, it always warms my heart when I when I hear this, and uh, I hear it a lot. Like um, a, lo a lot of people, uh, that's that's one of the biggest rewards uh, is hearing people like you know. I hear stories like my dad was in tears when I showed him this, and uh, so it's uh, it's it's great. And I thank you actually for sharing the sentiments. Well, you are very welcome. Um... I, all right, quick stupid questions. Uh, qu question number one: What's your favorite color? Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really have a favorite color. All right, it's uh, yellow. Um, your favorite color is yellow. Uh, Technicolor, te 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 I think it's. <laughs> Technicolor. There you go. Yeah. Uh, this was actually one that I didn't think of until in the middle of the interview, but um, you had mentioned uh, uh, video games. Uh, mm. do, do you like any particular Star Wars games and like? What what have you played? Uh, well, actually, I'm, I'm I've never been a big video game enthusiast. Uh, I I mean, I used to have a PlayStation, and of course, I, I played a few games on uh, on my computer. But I I've never been a big video game player. Uh, so I I do remember playing the original Phantom Menace game. Oh, uh, that was boy. actually better than the movie. Uh, and of course, uh, and of course, the uh, the pod racer game. Oh, that was uh, fun. Did you play the arcade yeah, one? Yeah, that, that was definitely uh, a great game. I actually went to uh, like a few months ago. I went to a Star Wars convention for the first time in my life, oh, wow. uh, and they had like a game room with lots of retro games, and they had this. Uh, this game there on a, and they they had it on like all authentic hardware. Even the PC games were on like old PCs and CRT oh, monitors nice. and stuff. So it was really cool. I I really enjoyed that for the memories. So I used to play games uh, when I was younger, uh, but but then I I sort of. Uh, drifted more towards movies and um, mm -hmm. now i'm actually happy i don't play video games because as it is i don't really have time for anything <laughs> so if I, uh, and i see my friends spending hours and hours uh you know playing video games so uh so i'm actually pretty glad that uh i don't <laughs> 
Yeah, so so uh, if you haven't already tracked down the very first Star Wars game, Empire Strikes Back for Atari 2600, it is good for about five minutes. Uh, <laughs> but what a five minutes it is. <laughs> um, yeah. I get The only other quick one I got for you is, um, have you watched any of uh, like the animated stuff, like Clone Wars or Star Wars Rebels, and or what do you think of it? Yeah, I, uh, I've watched most of Clone Wars. Interestingly enough, uh, I sort of stopped... Like the last, like I, I only had like the last two or maybe even just one season left, mm-hmm. uh, and I was uh, I'm still planning on finishing it, uh, but I uh, I haven't finished it yet, uh, which also means I and then I started watching Rebels. I must say, not so good. I mean, it's uh, I guess it's too kiddie, you know. It's, it's it's fine, I guess for kids is is pretty good, but. Uh, but I, I personally, I found it pretty boring, uh, and I I didn't start watching. Uh, I haven't started watching the second season yet uh, because at the end, uh, we uh, you know uh, ah- Ahsoka is there, and I yeah. didn't finish watching. Uh, I didn't. I, I I haven't finished watching uh, Clone Wars yet, so I didn't want to get anything spoiled. So I didn't start. Uh, well, don't, they don't wrap that up in Clone Wars, by the way, because Clone Wars got canceled. So you're not you're not oh. missing anything. They don't right. wrap up the Ahsoka thing at all. Um, oh. They just they, they just it doesn't get acknowledged. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the, this I didn't care much for Star Wars Rebels either going through until that season finale. <laughs> when they that, when Ahsoka showed up yeah. and Vader walks in and the 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 first the premiere episode of um the second season and they got james earl jones doing vader and everything is there's a couple of scenes where they just make vader so dangerous but they also don't mm-hmm. portray the character and i think that's one of, it kind of speaks to one of the things i disliked so much about the prequels is that it ruins the moment in star wars where you find out that vader's luke's father like if yeah. you've watched the prequels you know that the whole time and uh, yeah. so have far you, have you heard of the uh, machete order yeah yeah Oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I've heard of that. So uh, that's that, the one, that's the one so I hog. <laughs> well, so my, far, my Rebels... favorite order, my favorite order of watching all the Star Wars movies is four, five, six. Yeah, that's <laughs> the same here. Just just don't even bother with the prequels. But I will say that thus far, even with introducing Ahsoka, they haven't ruined. Um, like there is, they're just treating Vader with complete mystery. Nobody knows who he is. And that's making me really excited because I would I would hope that this show wouldn't um, doesn't spoil it, because if that's the case, then you have a great children's cartoon with Darth Vader in it. And that's mm-hmm. awesome. I kind of liked Clone Wars. I really want to finish watching it. I don't know why I why I stopped watching, uh, but I, I definitely plan to finish. There were some silly episodes with Jar Jar, but uh-huh. uh, most of it was was pretty good and i i like yeah, the character was Ahsoka, which is why i didn't want to get anything spoiled by uh by rebels but it seems that i wouldn't have yeah no 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 spoils but uh definitely enjoy um enjoy the rest of clone wars they do some really really interesting stuff in that season that didn't air with uh explaining force ghosts really well a lot of good yoda stuff uh a lot of right. good stuff with the clones well done well done and uh there that's that's all i got <laughs> uh well 
that that leads me to to my final thought, and that is uh, for anybody that maybe this is the first time they've heard about specialized editions, or they're they're interested in seeing this stuff. They've they've legally purchased the Blu-ray copies, of course. Uh, where where's the best place for them to go and find out more about the project, or 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 get these uh, movies for themselves? Uh, yeah, well, uh, either go to my Facebook page, uh, Facebook slash Despecialized, or Facebook.com slash Despecialized. Uh, and there in the About section of that page is a, is a link to, to a guide to how to download the, uh, the Despecialized versions. Uh, it's, a bit of a, it, it, it's a bit complicated to download it. And there are a lot of people complaining about it, but I can't just put it, you know, put a, a direct link somewhere and say here it is because that would be. Uh, I would pro. I, I think they uh, Disney would stop turning their heads at that point. <laughs> That's uh, a really good point. Yeah. So, well, so it's, uh, it's a bit complicated, but it's not that complicated if you follow the instructions uh, in them guide i just uh, talked about i i managed to figure it out so it, i really it can't be that hard uh <laughs> uh well harmy uh on behalf of it geek aid apathetic enthusiasm stone age gamer this week's episode and every other podcast that we have represented here right now uh i want to say thank you for coming and talking to us uh this has been great uh keep up the good work we really appreciate it and uh yeah that's it thanks uh, for having me thank you thank you all right and then and and then and then I want to stop the recording. <laughs> and then it goes it goes it goes it stop right there. <laughs> and that that was it. That was that was the interview. We did it, wasn't it? We got through it. I think so. <laughs> uh, thanks again to Harmy for just uh, all of that insight and really just for producing this awesome material. Uh, I have only watched Star Wars the original in the despecialized edition, but I am eager to. Uh, get a hold of those other versions and check them out. If you, if you haven't seen them and and you want to check them out, I highly encourage you to do so. Uh, you don't lose the spirit of the film. If anything, you kind of you kind of recapture the original intent of the films. And seeing it in high definition, it just it's it's awesome. So uh, That's right. I, I I suggest everyone goes and checks that out. And and go go follow the project on Facebook and 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 on all the social media platforms that he has available, so you can keep up with the. Uh, the new news and things that he's doing. Absolutely. And, and if you guys want, we will have all the links on our uh, page on geek aid. Um, So if you, if you want a quick, quick link, a QRL, if you will, (laughs) quick reference library. I I don't know. I I don't know. It doesn't matter. If uh, just go to our page on geek aid, we'll have all the links there for you. Yeah. Uh, Also on geek aid, you can find all the other work that, that Chris is doing over there. And of course, you can follow all of our social media stuff for uh, other interviews that we do and other special stuff that may crop up uh, <laughs> as, as, as we continue this journey on Apathetic Enthusiasm. So uh, definitely, if you like this interview, we'd love to hear your feedback. Hit us up on Facebook.com slash Apathetic Enthusiasm Show, on Twitter at Apathusiast, or on Instagram, Apathetic underscore Enthusiasm. And that's it. That's it. Thank, thank Spe- you so much, guys. Despecialized episode <laughs> in the books. Uh, and until Tuesday, when we have just a normal, regular episode yeah, again. Wah, wah. <laughs> uh, I'm Travis. And I'm Brandon. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs>
All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.